what makes America the greatest country in the world. Well, Lewis and Sharon said it, diversity and opportunity and freedom and freedom. You don't look satisfied. I want a human moment from you. What about the people? Why is it not the greatest, greatest country in the world, Professor? That's my answer. You're saying yes. You're... Let's talk about fine. The... Sharon, the NEA is a loser. Yeah, it accounts for a penny out of our paycheck, but he gets to hit you with it anytime he wants. It doesn't cost money, it costs votes, it costs airtime and column inches. You know why people don't like liberals? Because they lose. If liberals are so fucking smart, how come they lose so goddamn always? Hey. And with a straight face, you're going to tell students that America is so star-spangled awesome that we're the only ones in the world who have freedom? Canada has freedom. Japan has freedom. The UK, France, Italy, Germany, Spain, Australia, Belgium has freedom. So 207 sovereign states in the world, like 180 of them have freedom. All right. And yeah, you, uh, sorority girl, just in case you accidentally wander into a voting booth one day, there's some things you should know. And one of them is... There is absolutely no evidence to support the statement that we're the greatest country in the world. We're seventh in literacy, 27th in math, 22nd in science, 49th in life expectancy, 178th in infant mortality, third in median household income, number four in labor force, and number four in exports. We lead the world in only three categories. Number of incarcerated citizens per capita, number of adults who believe angels are real, and defense spending, where we spend more than the next 26 countries combined, 25 of whom are allies. Now, none of this is the fault of a 20-year-old college student, but you nonetheless are, without a doubt, a member of the worst period, generation period ever, period. So when you ask what makes us the greatest country in the world, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yosemite? Well, uh boom <laughs> and that's how you clear it bitch like what is going on in america right now yeah this was a like, crazy day what's going on this was a crazy day so pop stars we actually are recording this episode on the day it was announced june 24 yep that the supreme court has overturned um roe versus wade um Yeah. And there's a power washer going on too. Sorry. So let's watch y'all like here. It's protest. <laughs> um I we're I mean we're obviously gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk about uh, yeah. We ha- we have to. We we have to. <laughs> what else are we gonna talk about? Right. And so hopefully this episode helps you take a little break, a vacay from it. Uh, we're gonna address it, but there's other things yes. that happened this week that we do want to talk about. Like Chris Fun Brown, things. it was a good week Normani. for TV. All of these things we're gonna talk about and more on this episode of Cold Pop. Let's go. Let's get it. going on everybody hi marcus drew Steele. i'm trenton rashad and you are listening to cold pop okay so okay yeah this week <laughs> had i'm definitely gonna say this week had a bad ending Ooh, child. okay <laughs> but 
there were a lot of great things that also did happen this week. Yes. Okay, we're going to talk about it. I mean, for me, it was a really great week for TV for me. What were you watching? So, okay, number one, um, Peacock's long-awaited Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip Season 2 Ex-Wives Club premiered this week. They're all ex-wives at this point. No, 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 no. So, Season 1... It was kind of a, a little bit of a mix, but most of those women were actually on their season, are still on their current seasons. Oh. Season two did all housewives that have either been fired, quit, most Oh, fired. so this is the one that Phaedra's on. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> Who yes. Who else is on this cast? So it was a really, I mean, okay, so to start, yes, we have Phaedra Parks from Royal Housewives of Atlanta. Yeah. We have Eva Marcel from Royal Housewives of Atlanta. Uh, so that's okay. the clip that I saw on Twitter of both we, of them in the van yeah, talking. Yeah. Okay. We have Dorinda from <laughs> Royal Housewives of New York. Okay. Jill Zarin from Royal Housewives yeah. of New York as well. Yeah. Um, Tamara Judge from the OC uh, mm-hmm. As well as Vicky Gumbleson, the original, yeah, the original housewife, the original, the original she housewife, was the first episode one, season one, first franchise, yes, um, from OC is on this season as well, and wow. uh, Taylor Armstrong from Beverly Hills. Uh, she was season one and season two. And she got fired. Damn. She had a well. She had a lot going on season two. So what Taylor Armstrong's most famous for is actually it was revealed on the show that she was in a domestic abuse abuse situation with her oh. husband. And during the interim between between I believe season one and season two, he committed suicide. Oh. Maybe I do remember that. And so, oh, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so it's a lot. So this, I mean, this so was, was a this was a really or? you know great cast. Okay. I will say that because all of these women, and if you know like Phaedra, and you know some of these, you know some of these stories about right. how they had these very these very public doing aways from the from the Real Housewives franchise, yeah. and so now they're kind of coming back. And it's really cool. I think that they will get into like all of it. I think they're all going to talk all about those. some of the things that and why it may right. have added to them parting ways. Um, you can tell some of them really want to be back and really want to be back in the housewives world. Oh, really? Um, some of them are really trying hard. And <laughs> I, I mean, I do want to, I've only seen the first couple of episodes, but. Um, I will be doing a spotlight on this because there's so much to unpack. Okay. So that was really good. I look good forward this to week. it. That was really good this week. And then um, I also got to watch a little bit of the Omarion and Mario versus. Oh, yeah. Which was a hot ass uh, mess once Ray again. Ray I think that that Ray is Jay. part of the brand of it's versus. It's gotta be. Of like, we need y'all to, there needs to be something <laughs> off. There needs to be something foolish happening on on stage in brandy's um, name why would you do this on stage? and brandy was there getting her life <laughs> okay. baby she was she, like i'm, sure. I'm a cool mom and like recording every little thing that ray j did why did he have those the baby? dead vocals as well why did he have the, his baby on the hip so like, he wanted to do like some kind of thing so he was trying to actually get both of his children out there ooh. but i think the the um older one was like no i'm not doing it and like right. kind of like Good on them she kind Good. of you know 
kneeling Dodge to her mom. Yeah. <laughs> then one of the DJs made a um a joke and was like, nothing was gonna keep you from being here tonight. You couldn't even find a babysitter. You came on <laughs> anyway. But it was good. It was really good. Um and and when I say good, I mean foolish. That's it was yeah, a that's lot of foolery going on. That's what and I heard. these R and B men were being like super aggressive, hyper masculine, taunting each other. And I'm like, what are you guys like trying to prove? Um, it's I think it we had Omarion who really decided to just do a concert. I what guess he, he did doing? like Millennium Tour Part. Three, oh, so he did three. like multiple songs. Like he had costume changes. He had choreography. He had back background dancers. There was a part of the show where he brought out like Tommy the Crumping Clown and all of the kids from Rise doing the crump situation. Like it was just crazy. So he was the professional. I'm not going to even say professional because while he was doing all of that, he should have been focusing on the vocals oh. and the vocal ability because yeah, he, he was tired. He was tired and... It, that's not what that situation is. Versus is not that. Right. Um, Mario came out one outfit the entire time. May have lost his shirt at some point. May have, you know, in, in between the night, but like was giving us vocal after vocal after vocal after vocal. Now, granted, I didn't know all the songs he was singing because I didn't know half of them songs on right. there. But, you know. He sounded the best. He sounded amazing. Okay. Uh, he really, he really rocked it out vocally but they had this like long ass pre-show because you know neither omarion and more or mario got that big of a catalog so right. they had this big long ass pre-show of like it was baby <laughs> it was r&b divas up there okay you had ray <laughs> j you had bobby valentino oh, wait, they were the pre-show they were the pre-show i'm gonna say get to them what they were, were they the pre-show oh so I bobby valentino so wait, wait wait so the headliners were mario and omarion honey don't unless you ask monique and she'll say her <laughs> So okay, I thought all of them. Okay, it's a damn pre-show. It was a okay. it was a long ass pre-show. What I want to be pre-show that, for that, Mariana Carlos Mario? King, you need to get those girls for R and B divas because <laughs> the way that they were going off and like all of the little drama on stage. Wait, who was in the pre-show now? So okay, let's go through it. Uh, Bobby Valentino. Okay. Okay. Ray J was there. Okay, I remember heard them too. Sammy. Okay. That, okay. Sammy with that, you know, the yeah. little. I like Don't it. Don't have girl. one song. Okay, that don't know. He's got more songs. I think and that Can I think somebody did I think somebody did say something about like, like the catalog. I, yeah. <laughs> like I'm speaking like, to it, but I only remember one song from Sammy. I don't know if it was in regards to Sammy, but they were all coming for each other's necks and like making like little digs really? at each other of like, that's cap or you know, like, oh, I've been, you know, I'm one of the few up here that could say I've been in this business for 20, over 20 <laughs> years. And, uh, it's like, that's cap, but okay. Um, it, I mean, it was just, it, it's what you live for in a reality TV show. So I want Carlos <laughs> King to get those girls for r and Maybe they were auditioning. Maybe they, it will be. But it was just, you know, you it know was just good and foolish. <laughs> so I love that. But shout out to Mario. Oh my um, gosh. Who clearly, at least that night, won best vocal. Best male R&B vocal. Best, oh, Tank, best Tank was out there vocal. for a little bit. <laughs> that's best male R&B vocal because literally that's it. 
I love yeah, that. Yeah, the girls would, yeah. Wait, what about Tank? I'm sorry. Tank was even out, came on stage for a little Why bit during this. Why was he there? Because Omarion brought him out oh, for like okay, a little part. Omarion, look then, now. Like, oh, I mean, this Omarion not, thought okay. he was doing. Oh, this is not a tour stop. I'm telling you, VH1 Divas a Live. Show performance. This was VH1 <laughs> Divas Live for him because, baby, when I saw Tommy and the Crumping Clown, I haven't seen Tommy and the Crumping Clown since the Clown Rise since 2001. Yeah. It had to be 2001. <laughs> I'm so glad I didn't watch. Like I was, I was reading y'all's messages about the show, and I was just like, I'm not watching this because I already know I'm wasting my time, child. Now some of them do still can sing. I feel like Sammy can sing still a little bit. Um, he just needs but, some new music. But these, I mean, a, a lot of mess. Tank oh got out gosh. there and sang, sang a little bit too. So he did well. Uh, you got any other shows? No, 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 no. That, I mean, those were my two highlights this week. I, my shows are basically the same. I um, the new Umbrella, the third season of Umbrella Academy just came out, and so I still need to go back and watch season two, but I also want to watch season three. Uh, Obi Wan Kenobi just finished; they had its season finale, so I'm going to talk about it because Disney. I think you all may have a problem on your hands. Uh oh. Um, and then Miss Marvel. I watched Miss Marvel as well, which will I'll definitely be doing a show spotlight on too to discuss because. The show is interesting. <laughs> so that's all I've been watching. Okay. All let's, right. Let's get into Wu Chow. Yeah. Let's get into our most beloved segment of this podcast entitled Wu Chow. This is a rapid fire recall of the week's most talked about moments in pop culture. The things that made us say Wu Chow. All right. Uh, Marcus, you want to go first? I mean, well, let's talk about what everybody's been talking about. The Supreme Court, man. I mean, they have just passed some rulings this past week that are going to mean some pretty big things for this country. Um, the Supreme Court, I, I guess, number one, neither of us are experts on this topic. So please, I'm getting this information from The Verge, but please go look this up. I'm sure you already have. Where, where This is still living and breathing as states start to enact their right. own separate laws so that we just got this will news. be changing yeah but the supreme court on last thursday decided to rule that new york uh residents could carry conceal in public again after like that being a ban for i don't, I don't know how, i don't know how many years but that was a, a major decision because it definitely now means something for other states who want to do or, or have similar rules and now they have some grounds to stand on. Um, and then, of course, the big ruling on Friday, today that we're recording this, uh, the Supreme Court ruled 6-3 to three to overturn Roe versus Wade, which is not a surprise to me since that uh, leak came out. What about you? Um, I don't know if it's a surprise to me either. Um, I would... I, I'm kind of I'm, I'm putting on my conspiracy theory hat for a uh -oh, second here, okay. and I'm going to say that now that leak was to get us already talking about the idea, so that there wouldn't be there is outrage, but I felt like that that was just put in the air to already just kind of get us to start getting used to the idea that this is what it's going to be. So you think that they were doing that to ease us into it? Yep. 
I do. I think the decision was made a long, long time ago, and they, and this is part of the official rollout of their new regime. I don't want to make I don't want to make jokes about it, but this gives me um, Handmaid's Tale. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. This is a. And it's like a step of like, okay, well, what do we do now? Now that this has happened, what is the next step and what can we do now to, you know, work to get this type of thing reversed, to get it, you know, back to we are in a safe, back to we are in a place where women feel safe, people feel safe. Yeah. I mean, I think the first thing is to understand that just because the the overturning Roe versus Wade means that abortion is all but legal. Um, or will be legal illegal nationwide but it's important to understand that just because you're making abortion illegal doesn't mean that abortions aren't happening or that they still won't happen they just won't be able to happen safely and under medical care right so this is i'm just i feel like we're going will now have to travel yeah travel long distances to go to different states are we are we regressing here what is like what is happening i think yeah there might be there might be a little bit of regression i i feel like that we get we are getting we are seeing the fruits of labor now of taking taking a couple of elections off I think that that is what we are seeing. I just, I think about that all the time. Had we shown up how we showed up back when Obama was on the ticket, I don't think we would be in this situation today. And that's what, that's all I keep thinking about. And I feel like we're now at a point where we are just seeing yeah, we're seeing the growth or the 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 sprouting of what of what we did. Yeah, I mean, I elections matter on the local level just as much as the state and the federal and the national level. Like elections matter. Get out and vote. Like we need to start paying it. We should have been paying attention. Something's got to change. Like we, there needs to be some action, and like people who are actually going to do things, you know, that represent us. So, how many seats changed during the Trump administration? I couldn't even tell. You, in the Supreme Court, yeah, three, three. He got to a point three out of people out of nine. He got to a point three, three out of nine people to you the think, Supreme think Court. Take that into account. A third. Because it's nine, right? Yeah. A third of that. So that's just, I mean, that just goes to show you, like, wow. Woo chow. What you can do with that type of power. Woo chow. I I, I don't want to keep harping on this, but this is important. And it's something that I'm sure we're still going to be looking at this week throughout this entire week. So um, I guess we'll talk about this again next week. I don't know. We'll see. What, uh, What do you have? Okay, um, I did want to 
see if you've heard about Caesar Emanuel uh, with Black Ink Crew. I have. Okay, so for those who don't know, um, Caesar Emanuel, who is a the star and was. the well was the star. The thank star. you. Uh, was the star of <laughs> Black Ink Crew, New York, um, and kind of he has a shop um, in Harlem that they are like they do all these like big famous tattoos mm -hmm. whatever i really never watched that show i didn't either um and they have one here in chicago as well and a couple other places but he was recently um went viral for a video of him hitting a dog with a chair uh it kind of it was like everywhere and then within the matter of like a couple of days vh1 released a statement saying that they were cutting ties with caesar uh because of because of these actions um this all started with uh one of his co-stars on black ink donna lombardi who actually uh reposted the clip online of it's like the the footage like the camera footage oh, so of she him was doing trying this. to get him <sighs> I can we'll see we'll see about that but uh she reposted it and it kind of you know it really took off um at since at this point he he did release a video apologizing yeah. um saying that it was you know it was not it was all it was all on him uh he's yeah. not holding anyone else responsible um and that what he did was wrong so I don't know. What do you think about this? Do you think he'll be able to bounce back from this? I don't know. I mean, like, you just heard right here, like, who's watching Black Ink to begin with? That's my first question. I mean, Well, I mean, if they have a couple of franchises. Somebody's watching I, I it. I am saying. I'm sure somebody is because they have a couple of spinoffs. Yeah, but I'm just, I don't really care. I mean, I didn't really know who he was beyond that anyway. And, I mean, I'm he, this is definitely going to hurt his, what career he has. I think it will definitely hurt for a little bit but he's gonna have to go away I'm for sure, a while well what i'm trying to figure out is is exactly how much of how much of black ink does he have a stake in uh because if it's his shop does you know does he own the title does he own the brand will he still have to get paid at some point some level through this because it is his shop i would assume they would just stop filming the tv show well, they're not. No, no, no. Oh, so in their statement, they said that. Uh, I know they said season three was done already. They said, yeah, it would not impact the upcoming season. Yeah. But after that, I think that's it. Well, like, I mean, even with this last back? season, they're going to have to pay him something. Well, I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. If it's his shop, like, OK, well, if y'all are parting ways to me, so then the show is done. I don't. Okay. I mean, we'll see exactly what this looks like, huh. um, especially if they want to run it in syndication. You know how VH1 does. So, I mean, I'm, I'm interested. I'm sure to they see would exactly run it in the syndication. They just wouldn't reproduce anymore. I episodes. think overall he will be able to come back. He's got to take a little break oh, you away. Think so I think if he comes back, he takes a break away. Maybe he does another reality show on his actual redemption. I he could do an Eonla special. Girl, why? So Iyanla has that type of power? Yeah. I don't think so. Who's, think who's watching Iyanla? Now, Iyanla doesn't have her show anymore, but I mean, I would, oh, I would so like to see her come back. Do? What's she going to do? She could do a special now. Come on now. She could do a special. Uh, Okay. Is it, I got, are we going, are we moving on? <laughs> yeah. 
because I, I got my know. signal. I said Wu Chow. Sorry to this man. I don't know that man, Caesar. Anyways, all right. Here's my wow other one. Chris Brown. See how you care about black men. <laughs> wow. Uh, Chris Brown and Normani. Hate black men. Shut up. And this is exactly he hates black men. He's about to do a story on. I'm doing on this. What are you talking about? I, I, so let's talk about it. Did you hear what is going on with them in the news? I know that they have a song out, and I, no, uh, he has a song out. They, she's in it. He has a song. We're because we're gonna talk about that too. Okay, whatever. Go he ahead. has a song out. No, but what else do you know? That's really all I know. I think she's in a blue dress. Uh, I think it's white. It might be bluish white. She's got a couple of looks though. Okay. So I mean, it could be one. Uh, yeah. So Chris actually of this taping on Friday, uh, he released his next album called Breezy, and one of the lead singles was actually a song called Warm Embrace, which I actually really like, and I like the prologue song too, the one about I think it says I think it's whatever helps you sleep at night, but that's also a very cute song. So I actually okay. like both of these. But what Chris the Brown gaggery, stand. what the gaggery is, is that you click on the video and here is Normani, and I'm like, at first I was like, okay, but I'm mad for a different reason than everybody else is. Mad. Why is everybody? So I'm not. Mad. Why are y'all mad at her getting a check? No, no. So I'm gonna tell you why I'm mad. But I'm gonna tell Go you ahead. why everybody. Do you want? Okay, so do you want to know why I'm mad first, or you want to know why everybody else is mad? Let's hear it. Let's go why everyone else is mad. So everyone else is mad because they're still hanging. You know, Chris Brown is an abuser and because he's you know, still canceled. Hold, I, I, I get to some people. Okay. And they're like, why are you supporting him? And same for Chloe Bailey and some other female artists who have um, collaborated with him recently. And so that's why they're upset. What do you okay. think about that? Um, you know what? I've. I try not to really get people to stop their canceling of other people. If you do whatever makes you happy, whatever's your business. I mean, I do guess. I have an issue with it? No, no, I don't have an issue with it. But if y'all don't want to support him and if y'all want to, you know, taunt people that he works with, that's y'all business. <sighs> yeah, I, I, I agree. Like, I don't, I don't have an issue with it. Um, my issue when I watched the video, I thought Normani was featured on the song. She is not. She is the video girl in the song. Yeah, like for what? I was waiting for her to start singing and it never came. And I was like, wait. And so I, I guess maybe, I don't know if I overlooked it. I don't know if I just misread the YouTube she title. She might have did Ooze and Ah. No, she's not a vocal Ooh. on the track. Uh. <laughs> Not a vocal on the track. I'm not mad that she was in the video. I'm mad because, like, nobody, aren't you an artist? Aren't you trying to get your name out here as an artist? She's going to be on a remix. Aren't you trying to be, like, don't you have an out? She's going to be doing the remix. I just get so frustrated. Like, why are we making these rookie mistakes? Like, we are beyond video, girl. You should have been featured. Want, sometimes she just want to dance. She likes to dance. We know you can dance, baby. You've got an album to promote, don't you? Allegedly. Maybe not. Like, what's going on? You should have been featured on this song. Like, you are at the level of Chris Brown, in my opinion. You like, know what? This is one thing. And I want to give you some. Why? Did, why? To you. Young, 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 my young brother. Let me talk to you. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Tell me something, please. You want you want stardom for Normani 
more than she wants it for herself okay she don't want to be at a certain she she might not want to be at the level that you think that she wants uh, i don't think that it's you want her, her to be at I, I actually i don't know if it's her because i don't know her okay so. I, I i don't think that she wants to be at the level that you want her to be at okay Could somebody be and forcing I've this upon already, her i've already told you about this <laughs> people have been saying that music does not make money anymore it's deals it's appearances it's like that kind of thing but they don't last long like you don't have a catalog you don't have anything to fall back on but like oh cool cute let's go watch your video but you can't go they can't play your music in the club you can't just go and perform it when nothing else is going on I to think, make some money i think that you want it you what want about you, that i think you want it more than her and i think that you need to you need to lower your expectations. Need, if that's the artist that you want to follow and that's the artist that you want to, you know, champion, you need to lower your expectations a little bit because what she's building and what she's achieving might not be exactly what you see for her. You're right. And if you think that you can, and if you think that you can manage her, Marcus, I absolutely you could. Need to go, do I could. Normani, right. hit me up. Like, girl, we need to get you on the fast track. Like, I don't understand. Like, I've said you I've preached this time and time again, and I'm not about to go into this spill again. I know it. But you should be everywhere right now. Like, this is the beginning stage. Chloe is beating you right now. Chloe is in everybody's YouTube She's page. She's not trying to be Chloe. Doing like appearances everywhere. It's just like you need to be everywhere. Like we are, She's we not, know what you can do. do you can dance, you can sing. Like we, you look great. You look amazing. You should be everywhere. You should be on the morning shows. You should be on the nighttime shows. You should be on the tape talk shows. Like, what are we doing? Like, what is the, what's the plan? What's the plan? What's the strategy? Listen to me, uh, Curtis, Curtis Taylor Jr. <laughs> okay. What is the strategy here? <laughs> you, if you, yeah, go ahead. You need to go. You need to write. Uh, who do I need to write? Who do I need to write? Reach out to. Who do I need to reach out to? Reach out to the team. Instagram. Because the team ain't teaming right now. And you don't even care. You don't, you like that. That's not what she wants for her. So I can't, I can't make her want it more than <laughs> I know what I, I know what I would be doing. What would you be doing? I know what I would be trying to do, which is I would be everywhere. And I would be if I couldn't get on, I'd be create my own platform. I'd be hitting YouTube, the live. Like you don't have a I'd YouTube be on live, channel. I'd be on everything. You're right. Instagram and live. Putting stuff out, releases like whatever I had to do in order to, you know, keep my face out there, keep my name out there. I probably would have started pulling more of like a Zendaya um, thing. You know, Zendaya talks about her early career and how she just started showing up places dressed. <laughs> and that started to kind of turn, you know, like her just going to like the Met Gala, her going to premieres and just like looking sickening and getting that kind of coverage Yeah, um, started to turn other doors and open other doors for her. Yeah. So, I mean, I would be, I know what I would be doing, but you can't you can't want something more than they want it maybe she maybe she don't want to be exhausted like that she don't want to be burned out <laughs> oh okay and that's whatever. why some of these girls is out here getting 15 minutes and falling apart her included that's why some of these girls is out here and they are everywhere you do see them everywhere two three years and then they got to take six to eight months off 
I don't know, man. Like, I do. I just if you're if this is the business that you're choosing to go into, it, isn't that the ultimate goal? To be so booked that you're exhausted. No, to be so busy is that not the ultimate goal i mean because obviously if you're in this type of industry you want stardom you want recognition you want visibility and with visibility comes the money and with the money comes more attention and so like you will get booked it might might come on it might come but i think everything comes with a price and i feel like you know that there's times that you that you you are seeing artists not as fulfilled after they've done that. I watched the JLo documentary that you was telling you me watch? about. I did watch yeah. that. What did you think? And like that's that is the prime example of busting your ass for years and years and years. Yeah. And still not being happy with where you are and how you are being received. I don't that think that girl has that JLo has worked. I don't think they have the same problem, though. No, no, no. I'm not saying, but I'm just oh, okay. saying, like, okay. I'm just like you know, Normani and J Lo. No, don't no, have no. The same I'm not. Problem. It's the it's the exact opposite. Pretty it's, much. You know, someone who has put themselves out there for everything and has been everywhere for the last what 20, 30 years, and when they should be like living, you know, living it up and recounting like the glory days is like, yeah, that's great, but I'm still not happy with where I'm at. There are there are some artists who have who have done that and have went the route that you're talking about of being like I'm gonna be out here doing every little thing everything I can get the money the exposure and but I think I I think when you say that she's not happy where she's at you're using it in the wrong context because I think she wants more yeah like J Lo wants more how is that you, the wrong context because when you say she's not happy where she's at like she's not happy with the fame and the success and she wants to go back to obscurity that's how no it, no no that's I'm how not saying that off. I'm saying yeah, that she's just not saying. satisfied yeah she she's wants done all more. of that and she's not satisfied right. with where, with how she's being perceived and where she's at in her career right after putting <laughs> after putting countless you know decades decades but, of work in but she still has something to show for it she right definitely now. does she so why can't does. normani like go that route to have something to fall back on like j-lo has a catalog like j-lo could go and do a show get booked anywhere you know and do a show because people love to go see her live and like people love to go see normani live so why not go that route and not be happy with where you're and get to where it is you want to be but like you're in this be, industry and then be upset be upset about what what I just said, like how JLo is upset with where she is at and where she's at in the industry and how the industry looks at her. Hmm. How do you think the industry looks at Normani now? I, I mean, I don't feel like Normani's even been out that long for like the industry to have come up with a full fledged opinion. It's been about think, four years, I four or what, five years. You know, they'll probably think right now is that she is what the I guess what the word on the street is. Shout out to Giselle Bryant is. um that she's like the next big thing. She's like this super talented girl who is going to be, you know, one of the next people in the, you know, in the pop stardom empire. And so then the almost immediate next question is, why haven't we seen anything from her? I'm, And what I'm telling you is, is that because she has not put anything out. I think that this is a lot. I think it's a logical choice. I don't feel like you just happen by circumstance to keep falling into bad situations, bad deals, bad management. I feel like she is, I think that she is 
in the at the table when it comes to her career and i feel like she's probably making decisions i feel like she is you she think probably, she's the one doing it i think that she's part of it i'm not saying that it, she's the sole one and that she's making all of the decisions but i do think that she is also one of these one of these recent stars marcus I, i'm trying i don't know how to best explain it to you i feel like these stars today are taking a note from how the people before them how they were worked 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 and either don't have anything to show for it not happy with it like normani is one of one of these many girls summer walker canceled her whole shit one year because she was like i'm not it's too much anxiety it's too much ari lennox canceled yes. her tour ari lennox canceled her tour because she was like this flying shit i can't i'm not doing it like i feel like that these artists today are definitely thinking about themselves first and and putting that other shit secondary to the side of where y'all what accolades what award shows y'all think i should be performing at because i'm telling you what you see and what happens is you have somebody like doja who's been everywhere everywhere been doing everything and then now she's been doing everywhere everything didn't necessarily take care of herself how she should have and now she's what she's sidelined for the summer but see i feel like the difference is is that there is a setting of expectations the one thing number one uh doja is in a, a very very different lane because i feel like the, the, uh, to me when you are a upcoming star or an upcoming musician singer entertainer whatever you want to call yourself your the reason why you're in this industry your objective is because you want to gain visibility quickly and so that you can make money off of your music doing what you love you feel like that's unquote. everybody's goal if you're getting into the industry if they get, like if you they could go that they want to be professional singers you can go independent and do whatever you want i'm saying if you choose to go the route of a music label get ready get ready because now you have entered into the musical industry of entertainment and there are going to be things that you have to do because th if you go into if you get with a music label you want to be visible like you want people to know who you are i feel like you i think you are heavily relying on what we know and how we were brought up but, in the pop in the pop machine game right but what i I'm, feel like I, that that's what you are that is what you are resting your laurels I, I, and, and i understand different i understand the it's times have changed. Day. I understand that times have changed, but the point, let me get to my point really quickly. What I'm saying is, is that I am obsessed with the way, the route that Doja Cat has taken because this is, it's a, and honestly, I can compare it to Rihanna because Rihanna took the exact same route. She made it a point to put herself out there and did they do a lot? Did she do a lot? Yes. But when she decides to take a break and like be gone for a little bit, she'll be able to come back some of these girls haven't established themselves good enough to be able to take a break and come back but who's gonna because who's gonna care about your music the short attention span of people right now in today's day and age you can't take a break like that because again why why do we care anymore okay great you've released another single that's went nowhere because whoop -de -de oh, we've seen this yeah, I, I get what you're saying, and I and I understand what you're saying, Marcus. I, I do, I do hear what you're saying, but I just <laughs> I feel don't know like if we're agreeing or disagreeing. But I'm just are, saying, I think just today in age, people are prioritizing self care. And great for them. Over, great for them. Over being the next Beyonce. So let's set expectations then. Yeah. 
So don't you expect. Can, so you can't be mad when people don't show up to your concert, or when you have to cancel tours because you didn't sell enough tickets. Who's doing that? Hell yeah! Who canceled the tour because they didn't sell enough tickets? Let's talk about it. No, we're not gonna. Talk. I'm not saying no names. You can look at. I mean, up they yourself. probably don't. Listen. You think they listen to this podcast? No, no, I'm not. I, I, I'm not saying anything. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you can't. Like, if you want to take care of your health, you want to take care of your mental. I'm all for that. But again, you also have to keep in mind you are your business. So if you're not working, you're not making money. So if you can take the breaks now if you think oh you can gosh, afford it. Commercialism, consumerism. I get, I just, again, Lord, Jesus. if you're entering into the music industry, that's what you're going for. I, that's what I feel like. Fuck the industry. <laughs> Lil Nas X. That's right. all I've got. We've spent way too long. Do you? What else do you have for Wu Chow? Because we're still in the which I'm saying. I mean, this is I mean, this is definitely good combo. I but I'm it. just I'm saying, gonna, yeah. you know, this is this is one of those things. Um okay, uh next for me, and I'll just do this one and we can go. Okay. Uh, Justin Timberlake has issued an official apology to the city Uh-oh. of DC. What happened? Um <laughs> let me see. When keeping it real goes wrong, and not on not not during Juneteenth week. Um, Justin Timberlake uh, recently was at a performance in Washington, D.C., where he tried to bust out a um, original like native D.C. dance called the uh, Beat Your Feet. Okay. And it's kind of like a footwork kind of kind of thing, um, but not like it's not Chicago footwork. But I think that that's the closest thing I could like mimic it to. Um well, the situation was is that he tried to incorporate this dance in the show, and you oh, know sometimes no. stars will do this, but it did not go over well. Oh. Justin Timberlake, who usually gets the pass at the cookout, definitely showed every bit of Wonder Bread mayonnaise um, that was in his blood with this recent uh, little dance. He was trying to make it happen, and see, it's like kind of like a, it's like hopscotch. I just watched the video. Yeah, so that like, and people were basically being like, "Absolutely not! You did not pass this test, please." Um, hold on, I'm going to read some of these. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to read some of the uh, tweets. Uh, I know damn well Justin Timberlake did not just say "DC bitch your feet" and then break into some sea shanty jig <laughs> at something in the water. <laughs> um, a lot of people started laughing and kind of, you know posting videos, all of these things. So he came back and uh, issued an official apology to DC saying that he apologized uh, and blamed it on the khakis. Was he um, <laughs> Was he like at least a little bit joking in no, the apology? it was like comical. It was comical. Okay. It was I was cute. like, okay, it's not that serious. No, no, no. <laughs> it was comical and cute. He blamed it on his khakis. Okay. Uh, and, you know, he's kind of like making like little jokes and stuff like that <laughs> in the middle of it. But okay. definitely a Wu Chow moment. Justin, I know Woo-chow. you I know you get a pass usually, but don't start trying to do uh, dances I'll, and things like that. Leave that shit out the show. I don't think Justin gets a pass anymore. I think we on Team Janet over here. Well, honey. Janet and Janet tried to tell y'all that Janet, she said, no. she said, please do not, you know, do anything with <laughs> uh-uh, that. We uh-uh. reached, me and Justin are good. We've talked about it and all of that. What did Angela say? Why did I get married? Uh uh-uh, uh, I still don't <laughs> like him. Mm-mm. Good thing I brought so. my Vaseline and sneakers. Right. Well, woo chow, woo chow. 
Uh, all right. I guess we're let's take a break. Okay. And then we're coming back with our TV spotlight shows. Yes. What are you talking about? This week I'm covering the staircase. White woman drama. This is uh, more of a white man <laughs> drama, but okay. <laughs> and I'm you're gonna drag me. <laughs> And what are you covering? And I'm covering Obi Wan Kenobi. Okay, so what? <laughs> Shut up. So what are we doing? Shut up. Because like that's all Shut that. Up. Yeah. Thank you. That's exactly. We'll be, we'll be back. Exact same fucking thing. All right, we are back, and it is time for our spotlight shows of the week. I am up first with The Staircase. Truth is stranger than fiction in this retelling of the trial and conviction of Michael Peterson following the mysterious death of his wife, Kathleen Peterson. Now, this is not to be confused with Stacey Peterson, right? No, no, you're talking about Lacey Lacey Peterson. Peterson. Yeah, okay. And that is, no, it is not. So these are two different situations. Gotcha. Um, Michael, this, The Staircase is actually based on a documentary um that's actually you can kind of you can go watch it on netflix currently called the staircase but it's by a uh, a group of uh, french filmmakers who created this documentary uh, that follows michael throughout the trial of um of the 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 murder of his wife kathleen Uh, so snaps to your through line too i did read that thank you very much yeah you know (laughs) something cute uh for y'all but antonio campos is the creator of this and is who's taken um the show and kind of created this eight episode this eight episode series that follows the entire family and what happens after Michael's actual conviction. Oh, so this is the this, this is when you were talking about with Colin Firth and Tony Collette. Yes, so Got Colin it. Firth and uh, Tony Collette are the leads of this, playing both Michael and Kathleen Peterson, a loving couple who has some secrets. Um, but uh, everything comes to the head on the evening the evening of Kathleen's death. Um, how the how the series starts, it actually starts with the 911 call mm-hmm. that Michael made to the real one. Um, the no, it's uh, Colin Firth, okay. yep, um, who is recreating this. But just a few short days uh, before Christmas, the uh, couple is um, in, in at their home in uh, North Carolina and he calls the police to his home. Once they get there, they he he says that she's fallen down the steps. Now, once the once the police get there and once the uh, ambulance gets there, um, mm-hmm. she's dead, and there is a lot of there's a lot of blood. It looks like a full out crime scene. Oprah meme: Did she okay. fall or was she pushed? Right. So that is the immediate <laughs> question of what happens with this. Now, you tell me. <laughs> I'm just going to read you some plot points, and okay. these are going to be spoilers. So if you do want to watch this, I will say go watch it. Uh, But then come back and revisit this part of the podcast because I am going to talk about some things. But I want you to tell me when you are ready to put Michael in some handcuffs. Okay? Wait, wait, wait. Like if I think he's guilty? Right. Okay. 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 So, number one, he, so like I said, there's all of this, like, there's like literally blood everywhere. Okay. It looks like a bloodhouse slaughter. And so when they asked her, what happened? He says, I don't know. I think she fell down the steps. What? What do you mean you don't know? Are you in the house with he her? Was, he, was, he says he was out by the pool. Okay. 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 But he says he was like, I was out by the pool. And when I came in, she was just like this. Okay. And I think she, he said she just fell down the steps. 
Okay. So that's plot point one. Okay. They're like, okay, this is not a fall down the steps kind of sit this. No. So they go and start to do their investigation. They start to go through all of the company, uh, all of the home computers and all of those types of things. At which point they find gay porn on Michael Peterson's computer. Mm. Okay. So after that, they actually dig a little deeper and they find out that he has been sleeping with multiple men in the city. Um, Where do they live? uh, It's like a small town in North Carolina. Okay. So he's been sleeping with men in the local city. Yeah, in the local city. Got it. Um, and that's okay. That's so. That's part of that's plot point number two. I'm, I'm like I'm okay. looking sideways at the. Now, I don't know plot point number three. His first wife, when they were living in Germany, had a family friend that also passed away. Okay, and Michael had found her when she passed away. What and she fell at the bottom of the steps. <laughs> and it was very similar to this scene. Now you tell me when you're going to put the cuffs on. I think I'm doing it now. Because, all right. It reminds me of the skit of, what was there? She was like, um, I, I think it was on the Martin show or it was on the Jamie Foxx show. It was like where she took that nasty foul. Oh, no, it was the Parkers. The it Parkers, was the Parkers. Yeah. Oh my god. So I mean at this point I'm like Okay, yeah. Okay. So this is this is it. This is it. So this is your MO. You just pushing people downstairs. So basically, of course, he gets put on trial. Um there are a lot of theories coming out because there wasn't they couldn't find an actual murder weapon. They couldn't find um they they act they couldn't make of what there was like some scratches on Kathleen's head on her body they couldn't come up with like where that could have came from okay um there was like there she couldn't scratch or anything couldn't fall mm-hmm. I mean she fell but those were some of the like unanswered questions the jury ends up con- con- convicting Michael well how many years did he get um he got life oh he got life shit but then I think it's uh, he does a little bit over ten years in prison. And at which point, um, through one of the appeals, they find out that someone on the witness stand lied. And so he gets to get a retrial. I would say the mistrial. Yeah, I would have filed um, for it. And so he gets to get a retrial for it. And he gets to replead. And he decides to take the Albert plea, which basically says that, okay, I, y'all, I didn't, I'm not saying I did it, but y'all have enough evidence to convict me that would, you know, a jury would believe that I did it. Right. Um, and so he he gets to um because he already had that time served, he gets to to walk free. Now, this wow. was a crazy turn of events. They they explored a lot of theories, theories that I actually couldn't believe mm-hmm. that they were like wasting time on, but it also comes through the actual if you go look at the documentary on Netflix, The Staircase, they talk about these things at nauseam. One of the theories was that Kathleen got attacked by by a group uh, an owl that evening in the and house. That she might have gone, she might have gone out the house, was attacked by the owl, and tried to get upstairs, but huh? ended up fo- yes. Child. Like that's what I'm saying. Like Next the things theory. that they were like trying to explore no and say were just to me crazy. That don't make no sense. It, it was nuts, and I'm like, I don't know exactly who Michael Peterson had on his team. But 
one of the things I did learn, not from the documentary, but from actual this series, is that Michael Peterson um, was romantically involved with the editor of the Netflix documentary. <laughs> what? <laughs> Who is a woman? Oh, jeez. So he identifies as bisexual. Um, so she's still choosing to be with him after learning. Child, all this stuff like I about said, him. this is a tw- it's it is crazy, but it is a really good story. And what it's is crazier wild. is that it is truth. That's why I started it with truth is stranger than fiction because this is a wild story. So if you are looking for something that's going to kind of keep you on the edge of your seat, this is definitely one. I have not even begun to tip the iceberg of all the what happens with Kathleen's and Michael's family. They had a mixed family mm-hmm. of five and like five kids kind of coming from different marriages and things that they had previously. And so how this story and how the situation deteriorates that family um, are some really great things to unpack. They did really well. Sansa from Game of Thrones. I forget what her name is. Um, she plays one of the daughters and is really good. Um, God, I forget her name too. Sophie. Sophie. Sophie Turner. Yes. Yes. Sophie Turner uh, plays one of the actual um, one of the daughters, and so it's. I mean, there's so many great little nooks and crannies. Things that I really didn't get. I wasn't able to hit. I pulled out some of the big ones, but there's so many cool things with this. I think Antonio Campos and the cast did a really great job of telling this story and kind of helping us look a little bit beyond that documentary, which was definitely presenting kind of one facet. This is a wild story. I yeah, it re- I mean it it definitely is, but like I said, there's so the many fact that he's free. There's so many cool things that you kind of also have to kind of look at. The girls um because two of the girls are from Germany, they have to kind of start to get back to those German roots and they learn a little bit about how they how they were taken away from Germany into America. Uh I mean it's just it's a lot. How is Colin Firth's performance? I, I mm, okay, so <laughs> I don't think I don't think that the staircase is going to get a lot of noms. I didn't see it as oh, yeah. a performance as that. Um, I would say that he did well. I, I, we definitely see the uh, charm and the manipulation of a Michael Peterson. I think Colin Firth kind of did really well in showcasing that. Tony Collette definitely is given regular Tony Collette. We know that she's great and she's like super, she's she's super strong um, in this. She's always strong and stuff though. I like Tony Collette. Yeah, so I thought I thought she did really well too. But I don't know. I like I said, I don't know if we're gonna get any acting noms. Oh well. Because there's so much to cover. Oh yeah. There's so much to cover that I feel like maybe character development was not as was not as um, concentrated. Yeah, was not so. as targeted. I get that. So, but that's, I mean, that's definitely, if you want to catch it, it's on HBO Max. It's a really good show. It covers um, quite a bit um, from, you know, times before. And they use a lot of flashbacks so that we can kind of get, you know, the, the, the historical context to some of the situations and relationships you see play out on screen. On a scale of one to ten, what are you giving this show? I would, ooh, I'm gonna give it an eight. Oh, that's high for you. Yeah, I think it's pretty good. I really liked it. Mm. It was like must see TV, in in my house when when 
it came on it came out i think it came on thursday nights it was like yep we gotta get home we gotta watch staircase because <laughs> okay. it's, it's just so interesting and like you go back and you look it up to see because it's all based on a true story so it's like is this actually true it's like yeah right this is what happened uh anything else no that's it for me so that is uh my show spotlight for the week um marcus after we take a break we'll come back with yours uh why thank you all right all righty welcome back it is time for my spotlight tv show of the week and we're talking about obi-wan kenobi and let me just start by All saying right. disney i think you have an issue a problem oh gosh here i go. am starting to realize a pattern here i'm starting to realize a trend here disney's disney plus tv shows and I'm not criticizing Disney because I obviously love a lot of the work that Disney does. I love a lot of the work that Marvel does. But I can also feel like I can give a fair criticism if I see something kind of consistently happening now. Okay. And I think with Disney's Disney Plus shows or Marvel's Disney Plus shows, um, they have literally just made a six-hour movie and chopped it up into six episodes. And normally when you watch a movie, you get to get the exposition, realize the rising action and understand the plot, start to root for different characters, reach the climax of said movie, go to the denouement or the falling action and get some resolution and be done with the story. However, in a TV format with six episodes, you can't get all of that in one sitting. You have to sit through multiple episodes of blah to get to the action and the plot and the climax and the actual meat of the movie. Got it. This is an issue. Obi-Wan Kenobi. I love Star Wars. I love Obi-Wan Kenobi. But this series dragged so much. One of the things I do not like is how weak they have made a couple of their characters, Boba Fett included. We've talked about this. Can we talk or can we talk? People out there to know what I'm talking about. Boba Fett was not, the, the book of Boba Fett was not the strongest series, and Obi-Wan Kenobi is not the strongest series. Mm. Have you watched any of, I'm on a rant because I'm just, I'm so passionate, but have you even, have, do you know anything about this? Is your, is your, your old man watching this? Uh, my old man is watching this, but what I. What did he say? I leave. When this comes on, I can't. I just no. You said I'm, I'm going to really take stage, me, le stage not, left. You know, I have a certain brand. You have a certain brand of shows that you like. Well, that's fair. So that's fair. Okay, I'm not going to be able to add a lot to this. That's okay. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'll talk enough. Yeah. Um. It sounds like you are very adamant about this. Uh, not being enough highs and lows during the actual episode. Oh yes. Oh yes. I feel like again, you've got to have. I, Yes, you want to have something that's going to keep people going back, but mm -hmm. you can't just be given, go ahead, girl, give us nothing. You can't give us nothing all episode and then at the very end, oh, but you want to come back for this. Like, give us something that we can start investing in these characters. Um, let's talk about the cast. We have Obi-Wan Kenobi, Ewan McGregor, who's returned in his role, and Hayden Christensen, who's returned in his role as okay. Anakin Skywalker and Darth Vader. Um we enter this whole series with Obi-Wan Kenobi in hiding because obviously the Jedi have fallen due to um, 
I forget. Uh, not Queen Amidala. No, she was part of the Darth before Maul. the rebellion. I forget what they call themselves though, but uh, but they're killing everybody and they're trying to take over the galaxy and stuff John like Boyega. that. No, John is on. <laughs> okay, now you're just saying names. Yeah. Be quiet. <laughs> Let me talk. And so Obi-Wan is in hiding, and he's also protecting a young Luke and Leia because they've had to split them up now to protect them from being found out, and that's what's happening. Um, the main things... Oh, also on the other side, you have the Inquisitors, who are the villains of this series, and you have um, Reva, who is a black Inquisitor. I really, really liked her. I need to find out the actress that played her really quickly. Um, but uh, I've got the list up, but I need to... Moses Ingram is her name. She does a really good job, and I love that she was able to snag this role because it was really pivotal in at least trying to move the story along a little bit. I just think that Obi-Wan Kenobi focused a little bit more on Princess Leia too much and not Obi-Wan Kenobi's struggle and journey of what he's having to go through. I think that was one of the plot holes of this. Um, Vader wanting revenge. Okay, cool. Uh, we knew that was coming. It was exciting to see whenever him and Obi-Wan got into their um their fights uh the inquisitors hunting jedi that's also something from the comics and the rebellion and other um subsidiaries of star wars as well and then it's also the beginning stages of the rebellion we start to see the rebellion really starting to take shape in obi-wan kenobi a little bit more just like we saw in rogue one and so i thought that this was really good my cons the writing the writing is just not the mini movie style does not work um, and a lot of the character decisions being made in this series were very questionable. It's like you wouldn't do this in a real world in a, in a real life situation. You know, like if some if there's a, an impending threat, we're not going to sit here and have a 10 minute conversation like nothing's going on around us. There are a lot of questionable character decisions in this series. And that really bothered me as well. Who led writing on this? Do you know? <coughs> I can tell you. Deborah Chow was the director, and then series credits go to Joby Harold, who did the teleplay, and then Hussein Amini, who did the story, and then Stuart Beadle, okay. some of the other writers. So, but yeah, I, the other thing with this series, I think that we sure cool leia is a great addition to this series and i'm glad that she got this little girl got this part but i think the focus was a little too much on mm. her i thought that this was going to be a series again about obi-wan kenobi and i think this was more of a princess leia and obi-wan kenobi series and so we probably should have named it as such but whatever i the character okay. development Looks like this was his like very first like series series. Oh really? He made he's done some stuff on the Flash, and uh, wrote one of the Transformers. Okay, so but it's usually all but it's mostly all film actually. So that so I mean that would make like sense. TV stuff. I mean this this is like a min. His, it's a mini movie. First, it's his first mini series. So he's done Transformers, King Arthur, Legend of the Sword, Army of the Dead. So these are all like kind of like action movies. Yeah. Gotcha. So that makes a little sense. That does make a little more sense. I just, all I'll say again about the overall thoughts is just the six episodes drag. The action-packed moments were far and few in between, and there was a lot of questionable decisions. All of that being said, at the very end of this, I think that when you're making TV, like there is mm -hmm. a specific kind of that you've got to put to it to like 
differentiated from a movie. Like an episode has to be a self-contained episode. Yeah. Sometimes you don't need a, a cliffhanger. Sometimes you just need give us a self-contained episode where we get a beginning, a middle, and an end that builds character development throughout that episode. That we learn something new about this character that they're going to use later. Mm-hmm. We don't get that in this series. We get yeah. like some really plotted moments that are just really telegraphed, it felt like. And I say all of that to say, at the end of the day, like, I love The Mandalorian. Like, The Mandalorian is such a good good TV series. Like, they really get it right because they are self-contained episodes. Like, they go on adventures on individual episodes. And so you have, like, the mini story arcs, and then you have the overarching story arc. Obi-Wan Kenobi had, did not have that. Do you feel like with, with, could there be simple changes made, or would it have to be a complete rehaul? No, I think there could be some simple changes made. Again, like I said, number one, it would be if we're going to include Princess Leia in this series, then let's have some self-contained episodes where Leia and, and Obi-Wan go on these mini adventures to get to the point to where they need to. I think they tried, they attempted to do that, but it it just it dragged. It felt because we didn't we didn't learn anything. We didn't really get much out of it. We met some people along the way that we saw later, but I mean whoop de do we can put those in wherever we need to so i would definitely that would probably be my first thing and then the second thing is let's focus this a little bit more on darth vader and obi-wan like okay. i think that should have been the it what it was sort of the pillar but there i don't feel like there was enough focus on it got it we got a lot of these side stories and things with princess leia that i didn't think we needed i wanted to see obi-wan i thought i was going to see more of hayden christensen and i did it we like barely saw him at all. If you had to give this, you know, rate this from one to ten, maybe a six. Mm, okay. Possibly it's a, a seven. It's a chop. But yeah, I did. I didn't. I wasn't feeling it, and I was very excited for this. So series. you feel like you watched this more as sort of like out of obligation to the franchise, possibly. Well, I mean, I was also, I was excited. I was curious. I wanted to know where they were going to go, like within this contained space and this huge timeline that they had. It didn't. But it it didn't, it did not give what it was supposed to give to me. Now, I'm sure there's people out there who loved it, but for me personally, it it did not give what it was supposed to have gave. So that's all I have for Obi-Wan Kenobi. Wow. Well, let's take a break on that, and we will be back with our signature segment, Fizz or Flat. All righty, we are back. It is time for our signature segment. Trent, why don't you tell us about it? It is that time of the show where we get to go over the top pop culture moments of the week. And give them a fizz if we're filling them or a flat, flat if, if we're, we're not. not. All right. I'll go first. Um, I spoke about this project a little while oh, ago. But the time has finally come. That's right. Ooh. College Hill is returning back to your television screens. And this time it's the celebrity edition of College Hill, which actually premieres today of this. So as of this episode is airing Monday, June 27th. Um, BET's College Hill Celebrity Edition um, will be taking place on BET Plus. Uh, of course. So this will cover seven celebrities uh, attending Texas Southern University. 
Are we using celebrities loosely? Well, I'll go through the cast and you tell me. I feel like these are celebrities. Okay, let's see. Okay. So, first up, we have Nene Leakes. Okay. Ray J, Lamar Odom, Big Frida, and Stacey Dash. Okay. That's the cast? Nope, 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 nope. That's where the celebrity stops. When did it start? Dream Doll. India Love and Slim Thug. I'll give Slim Thug a celebrity status. He has a song with Beyonce, so does Big Frida. Yeah. Nene Leakes is that girl. We she yeah. she's that girl. Ray J was just on Versus le- the other night. But are they on the A squad or are they on the It don't e matter. Celebrity. It, we, they didn't say A-list celebrity edition. <laughs> they said celebrity edition. Oh, oh shut me on up. You're okay, right. so <laughs> that uh that is the cast all right and they will be on um bet plus on june 27th now it sounds like this is going to be very interesting uh, number one uh texas southern university is where megan the stallion went so right. that's her that's where she graduated from but it sounds like that they're going to be doing some interesting low-key shady stuff so for instance like stacy dash has to take an african-american studies course it's a mess <laughs> Oh, in here. And so I'm really excited to see how this is going to play out. Once again, that's Stacey Dash, Nene Leakes, Ray J, Lamar Odom, Big Frida, Dream Doll, India Love, and Slim Thug going back to school uh, in this show that is now available on BET+. I'll give it a fizz. I'm excited to see this shit. I'm going to give it a flat. Okay. That's your business. uh, I'll pass. (laughs) I'm going to pass. Okay. You'll watch Obi-Wan, but you won't go support these black stars trying to make it. Well, number one, you I'm want not... The, you want everybody to be everywhere, but you don't want to support... Okay, we got it. <laughs> number one, I don't have a BET Plus subscription, and I'm not paying That's for it. That's never one. stopped you before. Yes, it, it stopped me now. Uh, You heard Beyonce's new song? Yes, I did. Give me your thoughts. Let's talk about it. I, Beyonce is back in the game. Um, B is this back is, and I'm sleeping good what, at I night. I think what is great about this is that this is um, a step, and this is a step in the direction that I definitely wanted. I wanted to get up. I wanted to get dancing. I wanted right. to hear some of those you know, vocals, and I think that she's getting there. Um, this is music that I know it's still not so far away from what she's been recently doing. Um, because she's making music that empowers people. Like the motivational yeah. type of music. She's making yeah. music that empowers people, but now people can get up out of this seat. And this is this song is going to be everywhere. This song is going to be officially everywhere for the summer. Summer Song of the summer, the, the competition is closed. Category closed. You think so? Yes, this is going to be it. Hmm. This is it. Do I like the song? Yes. She officially released it on the first day of summer. She did. She's, you know, it, it's closed. The the, the category's, <laughs> the category's closed. closed. I like the song, yes. Do I think it's amazing? Not really. But I will say this. I'm very excited to hear this new sound. I think there are going to be some tracks that I am absolutely going to love. Um, And, like, I, I mean, I, if this guy's song came on in the club, I'm going to dance to it. Yeah. It's, it's catchy. Gonna- it's cute. I mean, I like it's not it. it's not hitting you as like it's just not the most my... amazing song, right? No, yeah. and I don't think that either. But what okay. I'm telling you is that this is a song that I like. This will be a song that your auntie will also be able to put on. Your granny will also be able to put on and be completely okay. fine. And so saying. this song is literally going to cover 
multi-generations and it, it, it's going to be multi, you know very different population groups you know people been saying that this is going to be the song for pride or it's going to be the song for the cookouts and the family reunions and you know the exercise groups and all of those class like it's it's going to be everywhere well, I can't wait to see how this turns out. I hope she releases another song, too. Yeah, I definitely give it a fizz. Yeah, it's a fizz for me. Uh, what else you got? All right. So Naomi Osaka is diverse, diversifying her portfolio. Uh, she recently launched a media company with LeBron James. Ooh. Um, and it's really it's going to be cool that she's doing this. And I think the name of it is going to be Hana Kuma which I don't know exactly what that means. Mm. Um, but from what I hear, projects are already starting to line up with Epics and the New York Times. Um, <clears throat> what is going to be cool about this is that LeBron James already has a company called Spring Hill Company with uh, Maverick Carter, and they're going to be kind of helping and mentoring her through the creation and like the development of her own production company. Oh, this, okay, here we go. Hana Kuma, Hana means flower and Kuma means bear. Flower bear. Hmm, okay. okay. Yeah, flower bear. But hopefully, um, or no, it says it will, it will produce, Hana Kuma will produce stories that are culturally specific but universal to all audiences. Playful and bold in its approach to tackle important issues of society. Now, this is as reported through the Hollywood Reporter. So they're doing movies and TV shows. It sounds like it's going to be a mix of both. Um, I'm excited. Well, and also maybe print because it's like the New York Times. I'm trying to see exactly what that will look like as well. Um, with the production company. I don't know. Or maybe they because the New York Times does do those like docu-series. Mm -hmm. um, they've done them before on Hulu. So it might be something like that. Which could be really cool. Interesting. I definitely give this a fizz. Good for them. Yeah, I'm. I'm definitely all about this. Like, this is the way. Like, I feel like she's kind of seeing LeBron James hit, you know, certain statuses, and is like, okay, like this is a way that I can start to build my career in that same light. All right. No, I think so it's very I'm, smart. I'm all for it as well. I mean, even as an athlete, you got to start thinking outside of the sport too, because you can't play the sport forever. That's right. And so it sounds like that there's going to be. Um, some some really great people also joining in to help her out run the company. Siobhan Lenoir um, will be the head of development for Hanakuma, and she was uh, recently with Vice Media, and also worked at Disney at MGM. So oh. she, yeah, I mean, it sounds like that so she, they she's getting the right people, people yeah. behind her as well. So that's super exciting. Mm -hmm. Fizz for me. Yeah, it's a fizz. Uh, the next one I have Serena Williams. Returning to Wimbledon, surprising everybody. She actually played a tournament, I think, in Eastbourne to get ready, a warm-up tournament tournament with Anz Jabor. Uh, but Anz Jabor got injured, but they played doubles together. And Serena, of course, announced that she's, well, I guess, going to play a wild card in the tournament. So I give mm -hmm. that a huge fizz. However, I'm nervous because she doesn't have a lot of match play. And I don't think she has the court awareness that she usually has right now after watching the doubles play. So I'm hoping that she I don't I, I'm not quite sure what the results are going to be, but I am obviously always going to be rooting for her. Um, so, yeah, it's a fist for me. What do you think? It's definitely a fist for me. I, like I said, I, if she wanted to, you know, if she wanted to retire. I definitely wouldn't have faulted I her either. I think it's coming soon. But this is like, if you know, if you want to do a victory lap, if you want to keep going for 
however long, as long as you're healthy and you can do it, I'm all for it. Fizz for me as well. I think her and Venus are definitely going to retire this year. I'm I'm saying it right to now. I'm saying it right today, June 24th. Right to now. Right to now. It just feels like that this is their last year playing tennis. Mm. So uh, what else you got? Um, I wanted to give a quick shout out to... I think his name is Kaby Lame. Yeah, I don't know how you pronounce this. Or KB Lame. KB Lame. Um, but he is now the most followed TikToker um, out of everyone. So he is surpassed uh, Charlie D'Amelio, who I really didn't even know who that was. I was going to say, who is that? Um, but who's apparently held the title of most followed TikToker oh, TikTok star boy. forever. This. But. Uh, Cabby Lame is the guy that he he doesn't speak in the his African video. He just guy, he kind of just like looks. Shows you the obvious. Um, he's uh bo- he was born in Senegal, but he actually lives in Italy. Oh. Um, so that's where um that's where he's based at. He's 22 years old. Um, and started first out on YouTube, but then just kind of started to uh get on the TikTok app TikTok app and has now been. The, now is the most followed star on there. So sh- shout out to you. I love to see it. You know, there's always been talks about, you know, these apps and shadow bands and content creators of color not necessarily getting their just due. But this is definitely a step in the right direction. And so shout out to him. 142.9 million followers. Joe. How many did Charlie D'Amico big old boy have? I think it's a girl, and I don't know, but uh, oh, is it a girl? I know that Cole Pop needs to uh, get up there with them. Oh, it is a girl. Oh, cute. Yeah, why aren't we up there? Yeah, so I've not know. seen any a, uh, TikTok campaigns a, as of late. We need to do a um, a video with with Cabby Lane. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, <coughs> but no total fizz for me. It's a fizz. I only have one last thing, but it's not necessary. I kind of cheated a little bit. It's sort of a fizzer flat, but it's in addition to one of your spill segments. One of the things I really forgot that was such a pivotal moment to me that I didn't even realize until I saw the video on TikTok. Uh, we were in our segment. We were talking about cultural impacts, and I think it was in our spill segment. You remember, you talk, like two weeks ago? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I saw the video. <laughs> what are you trying to say? Uh, go ahead. What I was saying was is that I forgot a really important cultural impact of mine because I think this was like. And now this is the time that you want to share that. Yeah, I do want to share. I just really quickly like Little Shop of Horrors, but specifically uh, the muses, the women in Little Shop of Horrors. I wanted to like I wanted those. That's the role that I wanted. Okay, got you. And so that was like a. Sort of a a cultural moment to me, but also sort of like movie, an awakening movie. movement. Yeah, in the original movie with Tisha, Ar- t- um, Tashina, with Tashina and- Arnold and Tisha Campbell, mm-hmm. and uh, what's the other girl's name? It's like Mookie, something I think. I don't know, but uh, but yeah, I I I loved that. I loved that. Was my favorite part of the movie Beyond the Plant. But I just thought that that was such a cultural impact for me. And really was like, oh, yeah, I could see myself really liking stuff Mm -hmm. like this. And so I just wanted to say that because I saw the video recently and it made me think of that. Cute. Let me find the other girl's name because I'm going to feel bad if I don't know who it is. Okay. Michelle Weeks. Weeks. Michelle Weeks, not Mookie. I was (laughs) way off. Mookie. Right, Mookie. 
Michelle hey, Weeks. Uh, that's all I've got. All right. So that is our episode. Marcus, what are you leaving here with your final thoughts? My final thoughts. Aren't people allowed to like grow? Like if people, if someone makes a mistake in life, aren't they allowed to like evolve and learn from that? Or should someone still be held accountable? Ugh, I don't know because I, I feel like I, I'm answering my own questions opposite of what I'm asking, but are, are, should people still be held accountable for mistakes they've made in their past years ago that they've corrected, I guess? Corrected is a very interesting word. I, I know. feel like you are talking about Chris Brown. I am, but I I don't know if he's corrected that. That's right. why I so can't. I'm saying, I don't I don't know either. But I mean, I do think people should be able to evolve from their mistakes and be given second chances. Is yes. he allowed to have a I career? I do believe that. Is he allowed to have a career? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, there are ple- there are people out here who there are plenty of people out here who have done crazy things and have careers. Agree. Oh, yeah. I'm not making any excuses for Chris Brown or anything, but I just, I don't know. I think, I don't know. It's just, it's something that I have been thinking about. And so that's why I think my final thought is this week. Okay. What about you? Um, I'm just, I think I'm still in the um, haze of the recent Supreme Court ruling and just kind of gonna be there for a while i'm figuring out like okay well what is our next steps Mm -hmm. and i think we need to figure out how we as a people are going to cover support and champion um those who are about to feel the wrath of this new of this new um supreme court panel i guess it's, i don't feel like it's going to stop with the guns it's not going to stop with the abortions it's going to continue and until there's like you know changes that are able to be made but um we we need to start thinking about plans i guess my question is 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 there even a you say what do we do next like these people have lifetime appointments on yeah. the that's the court. that's the that is the so truth what so, is next like, yeah, we got to figure it out i don't we have to figure out some type of defense because no matter if you in a, if you take a case if you take a case through the court system all the way up to the supreme court you still run into them right but i think you know if we can take steps to get our local like the local our local and state level, yeah like yeah. our local and state level governments tight then that w- it could be some sort of insulation you know it's also wild to think that because states have already started canceling abortion appointments. Like as of today, like immediately started, just started canceling them as soon as the ruling was dropped. Is this a generational thing? Like uh, this is a move for a generation. Like by the time something like this is ever going to be able to be changed again, like you we're see exactly how. Yeah, we're not going to be here. Right. Of how, you know. Or will be extremely old. Of how these situations can have like extreme long term effects. Yeah. Yeah. Like this is going to be a long haul. Yeah. Wow. 
okay well with that let us get out of here hopefully you were able to suspend reality for a little bit um with us uh this week um if you want to continue the conversation or if you just want to go over any of our old episodes please hit us up on social media you can find us at cold pop show on instagram twitter youtube tiktok you can find us also if you're on facebook you can find us on at cold pop podcast uh so check us out on there my name is trent rashad which you can find me on instagram and twitter and you can find me on all the socials at marcus drew Steele with an e on the end that's this week's episode all right pop stars until next time bye